Welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Oman. And I'm Gordon Jomini Vong. And today we're chatting about how to maximize your training sessions and training on your own in the gym. Yeah, look, there's nothing worse. You know, let's say you've got your own training program or you've invested in like an app, going doing a magazine program, you're excited, (laughs) you go into the gym, you take that program in, after two to three weeks of training, you don't see any results. Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to talk about all things exercises, how to execute them, what to take to the gym to have a really good session, your mindset of performance as well, and then things such as little things that count like our activation and our warm-up tempo sets, rest times. We're giving you all the tea to have a great sesh. All the good stuff. I mean, if you implement like all of these tips you're going to be training like an athlete yeah looking like an athlete just knowing what you're doing you're going to be super confident and you're not going to waste time in Mm. the gym as well and this is a you know this is stuff that i've learned training by myself in a gym in in combination with working with personal trainers as well like i know for you yourself kate you've worked with online trainers too so you would have implemented the same stuff Mm. and we're going to go into a little bit more attention to detail because if you're not if you're unsure of how to read a training program and interpret it properly this episode's going to go through all of that yeah as well for sure so firstly you've got your program how do we execute it we see there's a lot of bunch of exercises, a bunch of numbers. What's the first thing to look for? The first thing to look for is the exercises on the program list that you're going to be executing tomorrow. The one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to rock up to the gym, you know, with your program and then have to bring out your phone to start looking up exercises that you need to be doing that day because you're going to be wasting a lot of time. So you always want to be prepared and the creme de la creme way of finding out how to do exercises correctly is by having a personal trainer teach you how to do it properly first, Mm -hmm. right? If you've got that, that's great because you're going to go into your PT session and you're going to ask him, how do I execute this? The trainer is going to show you how to execute the exercise on your program. If you don't have access to that, then the next best thing is actually to start looking at YouTube videos of that particular exercise and how to perform it correctly. Now, there's, I guess the good and bad is that like, if you choose the wrong YouTube video, then you're screwed because you're not <laughs> going to perform it correctly. Perfect. right? <laughs> but we're going to make it super, super easy for you. If there is any exercise that you need to do when it comes to weight training and strength training, put the exercise followed by Athletic Studio into YouTube and the exercise will come up. We've spent a lot of time <laughs> developing uh, those videos for yeah. you know our clients. Yeah. Um, and there's like hundreds of them on there. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when you look at some exercises on a piece of paper, they sound technical, they sound overwhelming, but as soon as you see them, you probably have done them before, right? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely have a look at that. Take notice to, I think, the stance, the grips, all the little niche kind of things that actually manipulate exercises in different ways. So, for instance, if we had a 
pronated bent over row. Like mm. that kind of sounds technical, but you look at the video and you understand, oh, it's just my palms facing over. Yeah. So sometimes with apps, you have more guidance with this. With other programs, you don't. So definitely coming prepared is yeah. a great tip. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's that's step one. Now, um, step two, Kate, they know the exercises and it might sound silly, but some people aren't even taking the, the basics of what they need to execute their program correctly in, in a gym. So what would they, you know, what do you tell you know clients and what do you recommend people bring? Yeah. So I think allocate a gym bag. Like once you've got that around you or like you're holding on to that, you know you mean business. So in this gym bag, if you have it, grab it. Have your program prepared, whether that's paper, form or on your phone, as we spoke to before. Also, a stopwatch is really valuable and underrated. So you either have it like on your phone, you can literally have a manual one if you really want, or on your watch. So adhering to rest times is super important, especially in strength training, because if we're not taking ample rest time, then we can potentially not perform as well as we could. A towel, super basic. You want to keep it hygienic in the gym. Take your towel. Use your towel. Yep. Please, please use it. <laughs> as well as anything more specific like an intra workout, some I know a lot of people I know yourself, Gordon, actually, you use an intra workout. A lot of people have pre workouts. So there's a few supplements you can definitely take in as well. I find that if you have a pre workout, it's kind of like a mental start. Like it's a bit of a ritual. So having your drink on the way to the gym, you know you're kind of getting in the zone. Yeah, that's definitely an option. If that works for you, absolutely do it. Intra workout would consist of like a carbohydrate or an electrolyte. Can you speak to what you have during workout? Yeah, intra workout depends on the goal, depends on the person. Mm. To begin with, you want to start with your essential amino acids, which is one of the most scientifically proven sports supplements out there to in- improve performance and recovery. Also, depending on the type of training, you may want to supplement with five grams of creatine in your intra workout. So yeah, at the moment, I'm in a hypertrophy training phase, which is on average 10 plus reps. Maybe the rest time isn't fully complete mm. as well. So we're training a lot in that anaerobic energy system, which will help do more reps, do more sets to get through those workouts a, lot, a, a little bit um, e- easier and improve performance and electrolytes as well. So that just saves me from having to worry about my recovery after training, like knowing that I've, I'm working on my recovery already during training as well. Yeah, for sure. And obviously this is a given, but don't forget your water bottle. Hydration yeah. throughout the session is super underrated. I feel like you should definitely go through a water bottle within your session, mm-hmm. if not more. So make your way to the drink tap at least once throughout your session. Yeah. And okay, with the pre-workouts as well, I think the most important thing is do what works best for you. Some people do really well with the pre-workouts. One of our personal trainers, you know, Holly, she took a pre-workout at, <laughs> on the studio and her face started getting really like itchy. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. intake at your own risk. And definitely if you're going to a supplement store, seek guidance or seek guidance from your nutritionist or whoever you trust with that kind of thing. There's obviously a load out there and it's not necessarily... Oh, I personally don't take pre-workout. So you can definitely get your caffeine hit if you need that from coffee or yeah. having a banana or something just pre, whether it's just water. I think the ritual of something having like having something before your session is good. But yeah, definitely just be mindful if you're having pre-workouts as to the caffeine content because some of them are like 400 milligrams and that will 
send you crazy if that yeah. for me definitely yeah and we want to increase your pre-training ritual is before you're performing that first set of that first exercise where we're aiming to like heighten your arousal levels like you want to be aroused when you're training like you don't want to be mellow right yeah you want high energy for high sure. energy so yeah they're, they're the purpose of the, of the pre-workouts and kate you mentioned the stopwatch and how underrated it is it's so underrated it's actually when you're on your own training program in the gym the stopwatch is your personal trainer so you know when you have rest times there they're going to dictate you know the the training effect so how you hold yourself accountable to not having too much rest mm. or resting too much is your stopwatch mm. um but yeah you know yeah there are obviously like you mentioned the iphone just go onto Amazon, get one of those cheap stopwatches, you know, the yeah. Casio ones, they're great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, anything, but that's super important. Yeah, definitely. I think it is underrated and it's so easy to just scroll on your phone. Honestly, at big gyms, you look around and half the people are scrolling on their phone. So, yeah. try not to be that person. When when I, was, when I was a personal trainer at Fitness First in the city, I could always tell, like, the, the people who are serious about their training. Yeah. When they were on this, when they were on point with their rest times, when they were training on themselves, they had the, like they're wearing a stopwatch, and you could just see like they were moving around the gym with purpose. Yeah, like they're not like blaseing around. They were on point for sure, and a good playlist goes a long way. Yes, of course. You can't forget that. Of course. Whether you're wholly into country music or Michael, what's he? He likes um. Like rock, <laughs> yeah. So guys, these are <laughs> these are our, our trainers, our, our trainers here. So we, you know, we, we have to. Unfortunately, sometimes we've got to share the playlist, right? Is what it is. <laughs> That's it. Just stick to what you like. Put your headphones in and go for it. Yeah. So Kate, now they're prepared with their exercises. They know what to bring into the gym. Now let's talk about mindset. How should they be performing in the gym? What should their mindset like be? Yeah, for sure. I think it's so easy, first of all, to go into the gym and kind of feel low energy. But as we spoke to with these rituals, there is great opportunity to perform. So we need to come in with the mindset that we are there to execute a good session and get it done. I feel like when you go into the gym with a game plan, you're prepared. The last thing to add to that great recipe is your mindset and going in and telling yourself that you're going to have a good session, like giving yourself a bit of positive encouragement and reinforcement goes such a long way. Like for myself, even yesterday, I went into the gym. I was feeling my energy was, you know, all right, but I just said, I'm going to have a great session. I'm here to get this done. And I ended up having such a good session and you feel so great after it. And it really um, gives you reassurance that I can do that tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Mm. Um, yeah, what, what's your mindset going to your sessions? Quite, quite similar. But my mindset when I'm coming into the gym, if I'm, when I'm training on my own, is to perform. I think that's really important for people just starting out, getting into their training or reclaiming their health and their fitness as well, is that like you're there to get a result. Like mm. you're not there to waste your time. Like yeah. especially with if you're a business owner, executive, you've got other things to do. So you're there to maximize your two to four days of training in the mm. gym, right? Yeah. So, and the good thing is if you've got your program there with you, and you've got your numbers, the performance that you compare yourself to, like you know what you did last week, my mindset would be, this is what I did last week. When I go into the gym in the next 15 minutes or tomorrow, I'm going to beat what I did, mm. you know, for these particular exercises. Yeah, getting a bit competitive with yourself. Yeah, so I would already know like what 
weights I'm probably going to be doing. Yeah. In like in my session coming up. Yeah, for well. sure. And that's what's great about following a program for sure. Mm. Knowing it's there. Yeah, and it should be like in and out. Like the you shouldn't be spending 90 minutes to 2 hours like in the gym. If you're doing that, it's too much. Yeah. Like uh, you got to be like in and out. And also, you don't want to socialize. That's why you want to have headphones in. And you will come across people who will wave to you and say hi and want to start a conversation. The best thing to do, like if when you join a gym at the start, I, you just, I think you just have to set the frame where you're just someone who takes your training seriously and you're not social. Yeah. You, get, you definitely know those people. Like you can see them in the gym. They got the headphones in working hard. It just, it depends on your goal for sure. But I think yeah. with our listeners that are performance driven and want results, it's important to do. Like obviously be friendly, smile. Yeah, of course. Um, but definitely, I think when I go into the gym now, I've kind of changed that frame of mind. I used to always think that I had to be looking like approachable and kind or whatever, but now I'm just like, I'm here to actually I'm like a mean business. Like I put my headphones in and honestly, probably may come across a little bit rude, but I just put my headphones in and walk straight to my exercise and get it done and then walk to my next one. So Mm. there's not a huge opportunity to socialize, you know. And by the way, guys, if you ever see us in the gym, and we're training with our headphones in. You can always come up and say hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're not, you know. No, yeah, it's not a rude thing. It's just more so that you're just in your zone. You want to yeah. stay in your zone. It's like, of course, you would chat to people if they want to chat to you and wave and smile and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, get it and, done. And if you're single and your intention is to also go into the gym and find someone, <laughs> you're going to be a lot more attractive if you're serious about your training, I think, too. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Now, a lot of people try and get. Try and pick up in the gym, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you're going to be the mysterious person. They're like, oh, wow, this person actually they, takes their training seriously. Yeah. You know? It's actually, it's from from my perspective, it's actually inspiring to see people that really work hard in the gym. Like, oh, my God, that person's doing so mm. well. That person, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on to right. warm-ups. Yeah, so definitely another important aspect of you know training for your, training on your own in the gym is to make sure that you're doing your warm-ups to keep things super, like, simple for you right now let's say a full body warm-up would entail definitely like some glute activation you know core activation warming up your shoulders Mm. and your lats as well for your pushing pushing movements yeah and this is where like like we can only really give you general advice here yeah because you know everyone will have their own certain weaknesses and if you want to go out and find out like a very specific warm-up for you then that's where it's that's where you may need to go, all right, go and see a personal trainer or go and see a physio. Hey, give me some very specific warm-ups for me to, you know, do for my training. Yeah, 100%. And everyone's different with what they like to warm up. Like I know that one of our trainers here, Michael, he goes through about a 45-minute warm-up. It's crazy. So, But he loves it and he, that's what preps and primes him for his training, puts him in the mindset and that's his ritual. Yeah. Whereas for me, I relative, like I keep it relatively short and snappy and keep it pretty specific to what I'm training. So if it's a lower body day, I'm getting my glutes active. I'm going through a range of motion of squat, opening through the hips. So it's definitely up to the individual and what they like and what they feel is necessary. Like, especially if you have any pre-existing injuries, warming up that and doing activation, all that kind of stuff is super important. I think it's underrated as well, but also getting into your first movement. So say you back squat a lot, Gordon, what would your first set of back squats look like yeah so this is really important because most people don't know how to warm up 
their sets correctly mm. as well. So let's say, you know, I've got a program and it's a back squat for 10 reps. And I know like for set one, a challenging set for me is going to be 200 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> you <I> wish. <laughs> let's just say, let's say, let's say 80 kilos. I'm not, I'm, my, I've got to, I've got to work on my back squat. Yeah, me okay. too, me too. Right. Let's say that. And then we have Sam who's filming us right now and she's like, I can squat 80 super easy. And she's like a mini human. <laughs> I know. We love it. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. I That's know. what we've got to recognize here. But yeah. anyway, back to all your, right. back back, your back, warm up. <laughs> back to giving value to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's say set one, I'm planning to do 80 kilos. I'm probably going to have two to three warm up sets leading up to that set one. Mm. So then I'd probably start at, to be conservative, let's say 30%, maybe let's say the bar and five kilos or 10 kilos on each side and do 10 reps. Yeah. And then just slowly progress the weight up until that first working set. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think that's underrated as well with yeah. building your first set. Obviously, you don't want to exhaust the muscle. So you can even, I like to even bring the reps down slightly. So if I'm doing a 10 setter to start, might even do eight reps mm. and then slowly build like that and give ample rest time. So you're not just smashing it and getting straight into your first set. So no, it's super important, really valuable. Yeah. You always want to warm up the movement that you're, that you're going to be doing. You know, just because you're doing a back squat, you don't just go get on the leg extension and to warm quads, up yeah. and then get straight into your first set of squats. Yeah. The movement yeah. pattern is super important, especially that you're executing it correctly. Yeah. And that everything's looking good. And then you progress your weight for mm. sure. And then in terms of reps, sets, tempo, rest time, I know that can be confusing. What's your best advice there? So with this, you're gonna find you're gonna find this on your program, like reps, sets, tempo, and rest times. When it comes to reps, that's the first thing you're going to be reading about. Make sure that you choose a weight that's challenging enough for the rep range. Yeah. So if the rep range is 10 to 12 reps, for set one after you've warmed up, like you want to choose a weight that you can do comfortably for, not comfortably, but it's challenging for 10 to 12 reps. If you've chosen a weight that you can do for 15 reps or 20 reps, yeah. then you're not going to get the right training effect. Or if you've chosen a weight where it's too heavy and you can only do six reps, same thing, you're not going to get the right training effect as well. So you're only really cheating yourself. When it comes to sets, that's pretty straightforward and it's an inverse relationship. So if you're doing higher reps, like 10 to 12 reps on your program, the sets is normally going to be, you know, three to four sets. Mm. But if you're more doing like heavier strength training work, like a power lifter or five reps, six reps to five reps or six reps for your muscles to get the right stimulus, then it generally requires more sets. So you might be doing four sets, five sets or six sets, you know, with those uh, lower rep ranges. The most important ones coming up are, you know, tempo. So if you have a real, if you, if you have a really good program, there's going to be tempo. So there'll be an eccentric number and then a concentric number as a bare ass minimum. So the eccentric number would be for a dumbbell press, it could be four seconds on the way down and then one second on the way up. Mm, so if we look at, so for the listeners to really make it easy. So if we see a tempo looking like four, zero, one, zero. Yep. So tempos always start from the downwards phase of the movement, right? So that would be on that dumbbell press. 
yeah. for four seconds down. Yeah, that's correct. So I feel like that's it can get confusing there. Yeah. That's the you know, the tempo should always be written in four four numbers. Yeah. Um, so the first number is the downwards movement. Mm-hmm. The second number is the bottom part, right? Yep. So and if we use that dumbbell press as an example, that would be at the bottom of the press. So zero would represent obviously no time. So we're not pausing or holding that rep. And then the one would be the way up. So that looks like an explosive rep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a one second up and then the zero on the other side of it would be the time at the top of the movement. So yeah. again, zero, which means straight back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And for for this episode, like we're not going to get into the benefits of sticking to tempo, but you do just for the purpose of this episode, you want to stick to the tempo that's written on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with rest times, then, you know, that's where your stopwatch is going to come in. Stick mm-hmm. to the rest times. They're, they're there for a reason because it's going to produce the right training effect that that program is trying to give you. Like if you're going to do a fitness building phase, hypertrophy, hypertrophy phase, which is you know, 60 to 90 seconds of rest and you're taking two minutes rest, then you're not going to get the right training effect. Mm. Now, when it comes to the rep sets, tempo and rest time, what they all are is they're all variables that we can change later on. Mm. So if you're not sticking to it and you're changing things like all the time, well then like we don't know what's working yeah. and what's not working because you're not sticking to the program. Yeah. No, that's very true. It's a good point, and especially if you work with a coach, they it will kind of become a little bit hard for them to, you know, do your next program because you're not 100 percent sure. Yeah, with it for sure. And another component of training that's super important is our RPE, which is our rating of perceived exertion. Do you want to chat to the listeners about what this represents? Yeah, so RPE or reps in reserve. Sometimes on your program. You're going to you're going to taper up the intensity from week one to mm-hmm. week two, week three, and week four. Yeah. So you don't really want to be, you know, let's say like your program or your coach, they're not going to want you to be training at a hundred percent at week one. Otherwise, there's going to be no room for progression. So on your program, it might say um, RPE seven out of ten, which means like the intensity will be like a seven out of ten, mm-hmm. or a reps in reserve. It could be, you know, have three reps in reserve so you know whatever weight that you select you can do three more yeah but to make it easier and straightforward for you when you're when you're first starting out and following a program just go off by like your own internal percentages so week one could be 80 to 85 percent week two and three like 90 to 95 percent and then week four that's where you might go like at 100 percent just because like if you haven't really been training for a long time you're probably you're you're not going to get the right you know RPE or reps in reserve numbers is what I find. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, it definitely takes practice to implement this, but it's definitely important just to make sure that you're training hard enough, basically. Mm. And yeah, as you said, building this over time, it really shows you what you're capable of. I think that when we say if we think a reps in reserve of three it definitely encourages you to push the weight or push the intensity on that given exercise and build over the weeks and improve Mm. basically because it's really easy to select the same weight for three weeks in a row but are we truly training to our maximal capabilities? Yeah. You know, it's something to ask ourselves and it's good to be self-aware. Yeah. So what what I recommend for clients is and for yourself if you're listening is just let let the rep ranges dictate the the weight that you're lifting. Yeah. 
So yep. if you if you if you've done set one, if you've ch- chosen a weight, the rep range is ten to twelve. You easily get twelve reps. Well, then the next Up set, weight. just increase the weight. Absolutely. And if you can't get to twelve, go to ten. Yeah. Hit that, and then go from there. Yeah, because with the because with the RPE and, and reps in reserve, like if we were to get you to, you know, come in and do a PT session with us, what you'll find is that a weight that you select that you think that you can do t- only ten reps with, we would probably get you to do. 12 to 15 reps mm. like with that yeah like because some people just don't really know like how hard like they should be training yeah and it is easy to undershoot and stay comfortable but it's kind of how do we push ourselves outside of that comfort zone to progress and mm. create results for sure i think this is good like leading on to the final point with maximizing your gym training is progressive overload and ensuring that you're continuing to get results and tracking your progress. Mm. So how would you, what would you recommend for someone with their own program to track their results? Yeah. So I think writing in the weights that we do from week to week is a great indication. As we said before, we don't want to be staying at the same weight between week one to week four, because that doesn't show any progress. So we know that when we progressively overload, that creates stimulus to the body and that stimulus creates with everything else, like muscle growth well a breakdown of the muscle and hopefully if we recover and we eat well then that muscle growth and that adaptation occurs and we create strength gains as well which is really motivating so i think that when we can look back at our weeks hopefully we can see ourselves increasing our weight and not only is that going to make you fitter and stronger it's going to make you more confident in your ability so that the next program you can hit that top end of that weight in week one and keep going like that and it's just a continuous cycle yeah it's also going to save you time like going into that if you're doing if you're writing the weights down like this week and next week when you go and perform that same workout you don't have to think about oh what did i do last week it's already written down on paper and it makes your progressions a lot easier and safer as well Mm. because you don't necessarily need to increase your weight by like five or ten kilos it can just be by one kilo or increasing the reps within the rep ranges given So it makes your progress a lot easier. All right. And that takes us to the end of today's episode. We really hope you guys took some value from today. We dove into a lot and we spoke to just getting in the gym with the right things. With We emphasize a lot on your stopwatch and the importance of your rest times. We also talked about your activation, your warm-up, how important that is and understanding your rest sets, tempo and rest time. So there was a lot jam-packed into today's episode. So we hope you guys enjoyed. We will be chatting to how to self-hack your recovery in our next episode. So that's something super exciting coming up for you guys to listen to. But that is all from us. So thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us on Instagram. At Athletic Studio. There we are. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.